Every Saturday is Catterday on Echoplex Media, and not only are we posting fucking cats, we invite all content creators to join our open panel. Visit echoplexmedia.com slash panel to learn how to join. Every third Saturday is Operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of conspiracy characters that now space has learned to loathe. The show starts at 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. Go into a hotel and whack off somebody. Weird way of doing sex. Read it to the lyrics, so let the bunnies will quench your thirst. As long as you remember 
right, everybody, welcome to The Plex. We do the show live on Sundays, except for now, today's Monday, but we do this show on Sundays, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. You can support this project at echoplexmedia.com slash support. I see a, a very big supporter of ours uh, up in the chat, actually. From the beginning, everybody say hi to Ron Sorrell, not a regular around here. Don't usually even mention the chat during the podcast part of the show, but shit. Ron's been a supporter of this project since the beginning, and we do appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> there's a bunch of different ways to support our project. The most important and best one is at eplex.store. It's through Fourth Wall, and Fourth Wall has been great to us. They've allowed us to monetize in ways we never thought possible. Uh, I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder now in the East Bay, and this is what the people want. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops Oh, donate the cops Oh, when the raiders come Who will protect the shops? Donate the cops They're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop Is the sound of a taser Your body drops Donate the cops oh, Donate the cops Donate the cops oh, Donate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 Put your hands above your head did a bunch of stuff on conspiracy bingo on friday about the uh fires in uh maui and we're not going to do a whole lot about them tonight but we are going to start out with the former president of the united states of the of america claiming that if he was president meh, maybe maybe there wouldn't have been no fires the sad thing is it should never have happened our government was not prepared 
And very importantly, the aftermath is going very poorly with the governor of the island wanting to do nothing but blame it on global warming and other things that just happened to pop into his head. It is a disgraceful thing that Joe Biden refuses to help or comment on the tragedy in Maui, just as he refused to help or comment on the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, for a very, very long time. Uh, did Joe Biden not say anything about Maui? I don't think, I don't, I think that's, I think that guy's lying, everybody. I'm not an expert, but I think that guy might be lying to you. Might be saying things that aren't true. But it's like, you can't, like, it's an island. It's very hard to uh, get resources there. It takes a while. And the, uh, <clears throat> was the, the, you can see the mayor, the governor of Hawaii is going to blame global warming or just, you know, whatever pops into his head. Come on, man. What a, what, a, what a fucking asshole. But don't worry. Come up and says a real thing. And that's going to be a non-insignificant part of the show today. Uh, Trump and 18 others were indicted in uh, Georgia. Specifically, the indictment brings felony charges against Donald John Trump, Rudolph William Louis Giuliani, John Charles Eastman, Mark Randall Meadows, John Cheeseborough, Jeffrey Clark, Jenna Lynn Ellis, Ray Stallings Smith III, Robert David Cheeley, Michael A. Roman, David James Schaefer, Sean Micah Tresher Steele, Stephen Cliffgard Lee, Harrison William Prescott Floyd, Travion C. Cootie, Sydney Catherine Powell, Kathleen Austin Latham, Scott Graham Hall, and Misty Hampton, also known as Emily Misty Hayes. So, yeah, that was uh, that's the comeuppance there. Um, we're not going to really cover a lot of the uh, stuff about the indictment, but you, you know how it goes around here. We're going to cover the response. We're going to cover the media response uh, first. First up, we got, well, actually, that call was a good call because that's, uh, that's what he said. This is uh, from, from Fox News. This is uh, Jonathan Turley defending the phone call when he asked, uh, you know, Georgia officials to find some votes for him. So assuming the Twitter website behaves, which it's mostly been doing the last couple of days, go ahead and check this clip out. One of the most concerning aspects about this particular investigation, and there's a number of them, is that it began after the disclosure of the call uh, of Donald Trump to Georgia election officials. That call has been widely misrepresented in my view. Uh, in the call, President Trump at the time uh, said, you only need to find around 11,000 votes. And that has been taken as an invitation for fraud. Uh, there is, of course, a more obvious explanation, and that is the Georgia officials were saying that further state recounts might not be necessary. And it would be natural for Trump to say, look, you only need to find 11,000 uh, to turn the outcome of this election. So 
uh, I don't need that many votes. Thus, a state recount is justified. What? Yo, like, come on, like, even if you believe sort of that narrative, what that guy just said is stupid. It's not, it's not just so much that he's wrong, it's that he's, that he's dumb, that, like, he's like, well, you just need to find him. It's like, come on, dude. I mean, we all know, we all kind, we all kind of know what that meant. We all know what that meant. Just, like, I don't know, say that it was, say that it's okay to do that. I don't know. Like, do, do this better. Anyway, here we go. We got uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, Ted Cruz is pissed, apparently. I wonder if he's going to mention his podcast, because he mentions his podcast a lot. But you ask what my reaction is? I'm pissed. I'm pissed at these over and over and over again. If they're indictments tonight, it'll be the fourth indictment of Donald Trump. This is disgraceful. Our country is over 200 years old. We have never once indicted a former president or a candidate and a leading candidate for president. And this is Joe Biden and this is the Democrats weaponizing the justice system because they're afraid of the voters. This is disgraceful. It is wrong and it is an abuse of power by angry Democrats who have decided the rule of law doesn't matter to them anymore so uh, joe biden now runs the state of georgia and their uh their uh, court apparatus apparently obviously you know the only one only one of these is federal right aren't these aren't the other three state anyway this is the state of georgia not usually known for being like a democratic stronghold it's like a swing state a purple state it could go either way and they've seen fit to like file what i think are the most Probably the most damning and the most intense charges so far. So uh, we'll see. But uh oh, one of my, as you can tell, this is a uh, live, recorded live. If you're listening to the podcast, one of my, up oh, there it goes. Great website you got there, Twitter. Sometimes things just don't load on Twitter. Um, up next we got. Uh, what if they just actually changed the law in Georgia so that the governor, who said he has no intention of issuing a pardon anyway, uh, can pardon the president on RICO charges. See, my understanding in, in the state of Georgia is the uh, racketeering laws are such that on the off chance the governor is in charge or is involved in the racketeering, that you, they, the governor cannot pardon uh, for, in a racketeering case. So they don't, they don't like that very much either. Um, so what if, what if they just change that? What if they just change the racketeering laws in Georgia? More than crossing the Rubicon, it is only illegal to object to elections in third world Marxist hellholes and now in New York, D.C. and Atlanta. As far as presidential pardons go, Mike, this is different, right? This is this is set aside. A state indictment, a state conviction is a different uh, as a different animal than a federal conviction. Is that a fair assessment? It is, and under the Georgia law, there's a statute that limits the Republican governor's ability to pardon, and I think that the legislature in Georgia needs to amend that statute and give Governor Kemp the ability to pardon in this situation, because this is clear election interference. It's clear Democrat lawfare by Democrat prosecutors, where they're trying to have Democrat prosecutors, Democrat judges, and Democrat juries, and Democrat hellholes decide the next presidential election instead of the American people. Okay, this is wild. So <clears throat> they're not going to change the law so that the, the that the governor can now pardon in a racketeering case. I think it was specifically put in for in the racketeering that, or maybe in the pardon they adjusted the pardon. There's something about something about Georgia's RICO laws that are like a little 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 tougher 
than other states. They would, I wish I would have read more into it. But I'm busy. Everybody knows I just moved. But just just change the law, actually. Also, not for nothing, the current governor said that he has no intention, would has no interest in uh, pardoning. And the previous governor, uh, George, also a Republican, said that he uh, you know, plans on testifying. So not looking great here. But don't worry, uh, Marjorie the Gathering, Marjorie the Gathering knows who they should really be going after in uh, Georgia. Something that the DAs all seem to share an ideology here politically. I mean, you've got uh, Willis's family was made up of Marxist Black Panthers. Uh, you've got Alvin Bragg, obviously, uh, buys into the same kind of ideology, the way that he's uh, destroying this city. He doesn't want to throw anybody in prison for, for committing crime. Uh, they all share this really just devastating ideology that is so devastating for this country uh they unite around that and, and then they try and take down somebody that's somebody like this somebody like former president trump it kind of makes sense that's right rob and people everywhere are terrified of this government uh this is something that we expect in third world countries that we expect in communist regimes but this is what we're seeing in america today you know rob i live in a rural district this is where people really want a dollar 75 gas back Lady, lady, you live in a, a district that looks like a like fucking stalactites. Has anybody ever looked at Marjorie Taylor or Marjorie the Gathering's district? It is the farthest thing from a square or a rectangle you will ever see. Like the Biden policies, a lot of people on fixed incomes, like senior citizens, uh, single moms, just good working people, are going month to month with their paychecks and maxing out their credit cards with high inflation, high grocery and People bills, in cities live paycheck to paycheck too. High electricity bills and high gas bills, but they're watching the Biden regime actually try to arrest President Trump, lock him up in jail for the rest of his life, which is a death sentence. I mean, the ban is made of 30% Big Mac. I'm not sure the rest of his life is a very long time. after his supporters across the state. It's, it's something that, um, it, it's still shocking. I can't even believe it happened yesterday. Yeah. But I want to tell you something about Atlanta, Rob, and it's really important for people to know. Black people live there. Atlanta has some of the highest crime in the country. Yeah. Murder, rape, carjacking. and the Ooh, I bet if we look, Atlanta might watch Atlanta not be even in the top 10. Georgia is one of the worst states in the country for child sex trafficking. GEMA last week um, with Homeland actually told me that every single month in the state of Georgia, every month, men will buy a child for sex on average 7,200 times. Bonnie like this is bull, this is some fucking QAnon bullshit. Going after child sex predators and traffickers. Bonnie Willis should be going after murderers, rapists, uh, car thefts. But that's not... Bonnie Willis, uh, no, she's not. That's and not she politically be beneficial. There's, there's no political... Be- there's no political benefit to getting... To going after somebody who stole cars? Yeah, there is. Oh my god. There, the defense isn't that none of this was illegal, even from Marge, right? From um, Marjorie the Gathering here. The defense is this lady should be going after uh, petty crime. I don't know, I mean, she said murder too, but I mean, and car theft is bad. If your car gets fucking stolen when you go back to try to go home, that sucks. But like, The defense here isn't that this is like that none of these things were illegal or violated any of these statutes. The defense here is, ah, they should be going after uh, other crime as if they're not. And uh, somebody in chat just said that uh, per capita Atlanta isn't even in the top hundred 
like and murder rate. And I, I, yeah, my understanding is that Atlanta, with all of its problems, is a fairly safe place with fairly low violent crime, just like most American cities, especially compared to the fucking late 80s. Up next, we got box wine Janine Pirro. She's gonna, she's got the real answers. And if she doesn't have them yet, she'll find them at the bottom of that box of wine. The issue is not whether he wanted to overthrow it, but did he believe that he won? If he believed that he won, pursuing all these avenues are okay for him because in themselves they are not illegal. If Wait, you what? say, look, I need to find 11,000 votes, that's very different from saying, I need you to find me 11,000 votes somewhere. What? He just knows he's behind by 11,700 votes. And finally, um, did he know he lost and did he then pursue all these avenues or did he believe he won and was doing everything he can? It's going to be very hard to prove that. Harold. But the thing you're trying to suggest that they need to prove isn't really what the, the statutes say. He doesn't, it doesn't matter what you think he believed. What's it? What's what the question here is? What what is his behavior? And his behavior is the problem. It's not like what Janine Boxwine Pirro thinks that he believed. He could very well believe that he won the election, but that doesn't it doesn't make everything he does subsequent to that legal. I could believe that I am the number one channel on Twitch. That I have the most viewers here. But then, if my uh, metrics were to say that there are twenty nine people here. Well, I can't very well go burn down the Twitch, the Twitch headquarters, right? Like, <laughs> like. All right, here's Mike Huckabee. He's uh, he's going to talk about. I guess maybe we should indict Biden for the small amount of student loan forgiveness that happened. Where are the Republican DAs? Where are the Republican DAs who can look into, prosecute, pursue Democrats? If there's a reason, obviously we don't want them to just go after them. But where are they? That's a uh, well, they're not the heads of large cities. Question, Amanda, and I hope that some of them are listening to you right now, because I think Republicans are going to have to understand that uh, while we might rather play checkers, the Democrats are playing rugby and they're playing rough. And if we don't play yeah. the game that is being played against us, we're going to be hauled off the field all bloody and wonder what hit us, what happened out there. So I'm thrilled with the state. What, what I mean, what hit you is probably the consequences of your own fucking actions, you idiot. In Georgia, I think he's doing exactly the right thing. And I wish some prosecutors, local prosecutors across the country, uh, might decide to indict Joe Biden for border issues. Uh, yep. Go after him and indict him for uh, taking taxpayer money illegally to give it to college students who uh, were deadbeats and didn't pay off their loans. They're no longer college students, and most of those people are working. Let's let's just say, look, if we're going to play a baseball game, uh, both sides gets to come to home plate with a bat in hand, and we're going to come out swinging. Because this is no longer a matter of saying, well, we want to be polite and nice. We want to be civic and civil. We'd love to be that. But the Democrats are not playing that game. And if we don't get in it, we're going to get run over by it. That's stupid. That's dumb. You can make, I don't know, there's some arguments you can make against student loan forgiveness. You do a lot of means testing, make sure that like rich people, people with rich parents aren't having that happen and shit like that. You'd start means testing families, see what kind of homes fucking people's mom and dad own, that kind of stuff. Even like aunt, auntie and uncle, but like this, 
Oh, well, the fucking DA should go after him. Which DA? Where? This is a federal issue. It wouldn't be the DA. And aren't we supposed to not be able to indict a sitting president? I thought we weren't supposed to be able to do that. I heard that like a lot, actually, during the last uh, administration. They would call it regime. I prefer the term administration. We heard a lot, a lot. Remember, oh, can't indict a sitting president. Well, I guess now, because half of these people think that Trump's still the president, I guess you can indict the sitting president if you indict the true and real president. But up next, we got Rona McDaniel. Rona McDaniel is the Republican National Committee chair. And, um, People think that, okay, so there's another, there's a case going on about fake electors. I believe it's in Michigan. There was a slate of fake electors, and they think that Rona McDaniel, the chair of the Republican Party, is going to protect those fake electors who were charged with election crimes because it is illegal to uh, be a fake elector. So I guess the head of the RNC should protect them somehow. Well, you just mentioned people to become poll watchers. People want to know if the RNC is going to protect them. Rana, I'd like to know what you all are doing about these people who are getting indicted because they were, were a special elector. I mean, I'm told that, they, and you're talking about Michigan, uh, the Michigan AG is going after all the Republican electors. There's an 81-year-old woman in Michigan who's uh, looking at an indictment because she was an elector. How are you planning on getting more electors to say, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll join uh, the, you know, the group and become an elector. I'll, you know, I'm a lawyer. I'll give advice to Republicans if they're facing an indictment. Well, we have to win, Maria. And and this is part of the Democrat plan is to put people in, in such jeopardy and scare them so much that they'll leave the system, that they won't be a lawyer, that they won't be an elector. This is their plan. So here's how here's how you avoid this. You win Michigan. These are winner take all states. So even if you win by one fucking vote, you get all the electoral college votes and therefore all the electors. I think the system's dumb. Maybe we get them on board with changing that system because I think that system's dumb and it has a tendency to uh, disenfranchise a lot of people. Um, people, people who vote for who I vote for and people who vote for people who I don't vote for. But the thing is, they're, I don't think they want to do that because if they got rid of the, or even um, reformed the Electoral College, made it proportional, they'd get clobbered. Absolutely fucking clobbered. <laughs> Just fucking clobbered. Anyway, up next, we got uh, Steve Bannon. Uh, has a been, I actually kind of agree with Steve Bannon here. These, this is probably going to be the end effect of all of this. To go throughout the morning, this we're going to talk about institutions. You talk about institutions that are broken. This lawfare is all 100% is to, uh, is to stop Trump and the Trump movement. 1,000%. Not even a question about that. But now the lawlessness in Georgia is pretty shocking because now they're rounding up. Now they're rounding up. Uh, what is it? Eighteen people with Trump, or seventeen people? And I think eighteen with Trump. That's a racketeering. Yes, they're charging them under a racketeering statute. Racketeering usually involves. Oh, RICO. The CO is criminal organization. Well, eighteen people sounds like an organization to me. Uh, and many of these just totally innocent. You know. Um, Type war room posse types, right? They're going to try to break them, try to bankrupt them, all of it. This is, they have no bounds. They have, they will do anything. Think about that for a second. They will do anything. They will break any law. They will destroy any institution. They will do anything to defeat Donald Trump. Now, why is that? Think about that for a second. Why is that? 
Um, it might be because they believe that they have evidence that these people broke these laws and that they can convict them. I don't love no fucking DA's office and shit, but they they don't tend to go after you if they don't think they can win. Um, because of you. They, they do not want the working class and middle class people in this country to have any say-so in the direction of this country. And let me tell you some things we're going to go on today. Uh, Ooh, fake populism. It's like, oh, the working class and the middle class. Uh, the fucking J6 and shit was all like fucking the head of the homeowners association and uh, fucking landlords and real estate agents and small business owners and shit. There were other people mixed in there, but there was a lot of the PMC in there. A lot of PMC that were at the, uh, that, at that J6. Don't, don't let them fool you. Uh, working class people tend to be uh, liberal or of the left. They just mean with a white working class. When they say working class, they mean the white working class. They don't mean people of color who make up the majority of the working class in cities because they don't think people in cities are people. Uh, the Republican Party and the conservative movement has hated, hated densely populated cities for a while because that's how they fucking lose elections. <laughs> up next, we got a Trump attorney, Alina Haba, uh, mad at Ducey because I guess Ducey used to love Trump and now I don't know maybe Ducey fucking said something uh, that uh, this attorney didn't like who knows wow. what, what do you make uh, now I, I've heard from a lot of uh, legal analysts and they say what is different about this case than the federal cases is Georgia has uh, laws that are specifically tailored to election interference and mm -hmm. things like that uh, Andy McCarthy a Fox News contributor and also uh, he wrote an op-ed in the New York Post he said that uh, the Georgia indictment is the most perilous threat to former President Trump does President Trump know that this is a perilous threat we do not ooh, agree. Ooh, a tough question from the deuce actually he's like does, Trump, does, does he know this that's actually kind of a tough question that it is a perilous threat because we actually have inside information. So I love when people, what, what you know, inside information? well, the inside information, Steve, and, and, you know, you used to love Trump, but that, <laughs> I got to wait, what are you talking about? He's just, you said we have inside information. He's like, what information you could love the person they're talking about. And if you're the host of a, a fucking news talk show, we'll, we'll loosely call the fucking Fox and friends a news talk show. You're still like, well, what, what information? Like that's, what is was that some kind of gotcha you're like we have information he's like oh what's that information oh you, you used to love this guy how dare you come after me i tell you i i mean this is something i'm not going to breach right i have confidentiality and i have ethics and, so and i'm going to so you're not going to tell us look look at the deuce going after her the deuce is loose in this one check this out you used to love trump but that, <laughs> i gotta tell you i i mean this is something i'm not going to breach right i have confidentiality and i have ethics and, so and i'm going to continue but i think you need to understand something when somebody is given a report and he has reports that show that there was interference and you could be advised by one lawyer that says oh i don't think so and you could have another lawyer that says no i do think so and here's some reports and we know that there were issues in fulton county we right we know but these lawyers were these lawyers were part of the the criminal conspiracy we're talking about like rudy giuliani and that lady that they called the kraken who trump himself said is crazy he called her i think he called her fucking crazy issues and the integrity of our election is in question at this very moment um and when he says i want to look into it i don't trust it we need to look into it that's his obligation as a president okay look at 
Letitia James, for instance, Steve. Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, stood up on a podium who's suing the Trump organization and said, President Trump is an illegitimate president. Now, is she going to get criminally charged? Did she take any action in furtherance of that to try to change the results of any of the election? I thought these people liked free speech. What about Hillary Clinton? Every day, she said. You know, it's interesting when you see how, how the Did, Biden family uh, is. Hillary Clinton conceded on election night. Treated versus the Trump tra family is treated. Did she? Of how the Biden family is treated versus the Trump tra family is treated. She just called them the Tramp family. How is he, why would he even want to run again when he knows this is going to happen? Is it right. worth it to him? Yes. Yes, because it might be the only way that he uh, avoids all these, uh, all this, because maybe. that's why he's running. It's absolutely worth it. He loves the country. He knows the country's in trouble. And I think we all love the country. We wouldn't be waking up and doing this every day if we didn't. Um, we're in a... Waking up and doing what? bad state right now and this is third world stuff it, it, it's incredibly frightening the fact that his due process rights and an indictment went up which fanny had to have signed and that went up before a grand jury voted on it that says it all wait what did they they did, it probably got leaked before the grand jury vote was finalized or some shit they didn't fucking like the grand jury does the invite indicting you can't you can't indict somebody without a grand jury so they probably already knew the results what will probably happen here and i don't know but what probably happened here was that they knew the results but the results hadn't been like officially finalized and someone fucking leaked the results i almost guarantee that's sort of that's what went down there's a procedural thing anyway don't worry what we got next the dixiecrats the dixiecrats are coming they're going to start uh they're going to start a civil war yeah, she also famously said on camera that, you know, you can be the best candidate, you can become the nominee and still have the election stolen from you. And she was talking about Donald Trump stealing the election from her in 2016. If, I think I know exactly what interview she's talking about. And she was talking about the Electoral College. And I think that, yeah, twice in my life, actually, we've watched the Electoral College take the election away from the person who got the most votes. And of course, we've got Democrat. After it's not illegal. It's the fucking law. It's the way it goes. But yeah, I think that uh, twice in my life I've seen that happen. Democrat, the RNC put together a 12 minute video of Democrats uh, insisting that the 2000 election was stolen, that the 2004 election was stolen, that the 2016 election was stolen. In fact, every presidential election. And it could be said that the 2000 election was stolen by the Supreme Court. But again the candidate who was on the the losing end of that just conceded 21st century that the democrats have lost they insist and i'm talking the dnc chair members of congress cabinet members hillary clinton they insist that every presidential election in the 21st century that they've lost was stolen yeah uh, no i don't think they insist that at all First of all, I, I want to make sure that when we're talking about this latest indictment, the word... Oh, this guy's like, oh, we got sued by uh, fucking Dominion. Oh, hold on, put the brakes on. <laughs> He's like, everybody, we got sued by Dominion. We settled with them. Let's not, uh, let's not fucking, let's not poke a stick in that hive here. We use allegedly, as we're talking about the facts contained in the indictment. I think that's very important. Uh, we, we shouldn't talk of them as, as being factual. Uh, that, that's why we're going to have the, the, the trial. Um, that's right. And think about this. How tone deaf can, can we be? So this is a woman who, uh, the former FBI director uh, in, on national TV, made the primification case that she should be indicted and then they didn't prosecute. This is also the same woman that, that through op-ed op uh, research against her political 
political opponent uh, and then hide, hid the fact that it actually came from her to, that resulted in a three-year uh, investigation against former President Trump. And then, as you said, oh, they're talking about the Steele dossier. I want so badly to believe in the P-tape. You know, for the past five, six years, she's been saying how uh, President Trump was illegitimate. It's completely tone deaf. I still don't understand why she even has a forum or a platform. Well, and then there were the tens of thousands of emails that were under indictment by the Congress or under subpoena, rather, by the Congress. Well, that's, those are two different things. Subpoena and indictment are two very different things, sir. No, no, no. They were subpoenaed. Now we also, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but now as soon as there's emails, are released about anything. Everybody assumes there's some scandal there. You'd be like, "Uh oh, gay Dave's emails got released. People be like, Oh shit. Gay Dave is a fucking crook. And it's like, well, no, somebody just released my emails. Feel free to read them. There's they're you know, depending on which inbox there and they're either pretty boring or you might find some of some of it kind of funny. Congress. And she ordered her minions to uh, smash the blackberries with hammers, which they did. Use bleach bit. They brought in a professional group. Use bleach bit to scrub the, uh, the, the, the servers and uh, the hard drives. And, uh, you know, classified documents and under subpoena by Congress. And hence you see Hillary there on Rachel Maddow. They're taking a victory lap thinking, you know what, I got away with this. Uh, Trump's not going to get away with this. This is just another victory lap and something I even wanted to but point like, out. This is the... This is the, like, if the police show up and uh, you, none of you would do this, right? But if the police show up and you've done a domestic violence and they're going to take you away and you go, but the neighbor over there, they did a domestic violence. Well, what is that? Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's a fucking, let's just call the whole thing off now. With you, Marcus, how the sheriff down there in Fulton County, he wants to get Trump's mugshot out of all of this. Yeah, Again, right. fourth indictment, and he's going around saying there's going to be a mugshot. They want this to be a big show. This is a distraction what's, from what's going on. With I want it all to be fucking televised. Fuck it. Let's party. Right now, and it's sick. I, uh, I, I guess that the only thing we have left is uh, waiting for the Democrats to fire on Fort Sumter again. So I think... Uh... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, dude. There's a... Oh, no. Oh, man. You... You motherfucker, there's like a black dude sitting next to you. Shut the fuck up. Again, when we're going to use allegedly, I hope that we continue with that standard when we talk about Joe Biden and many other things. We haven't done that thus far. Uh, and, and I think when uh, we have to remember that Hillary Clinton also conceded within 24 hours after she called Donald Trump that night and conceded the next morning. And then went out and, and started declaring that yeah. the election yeah. was yeah. stolen. Yeah. Which, and, which uh, she has every right to do. Just sure, like Donald she has Trump. every right to do. Yeah, that's But, that's, but she should be right. under indictment. Yeah, but she, we, we, why? If she conceded the election. Can't Still make fake electors, which and, she did not do. And that okay, is, yeah, this is about behavior. This isn't... And, like, this uh, is, and, that, and that's... Yo, this is all about like the behavior. This isn't about like what somebody what somebody's rhetoric on television was. This is about fucking behavior. Here's a great one. That last clip was crazy, by the way. Because I, that guy was on Newsmax. I guarantee that black guy was a conservative and he was like, oh, you didn't just do this with the fucking Civil War. You did you, motherfucker? <laughs> My fucking God. Okay, this one's pretty good. Uh, here's this one's from uh, also from Newsmax. <laughs> they're trying to get they're trying to get sued by somebody else now. It looks like <clears throat> there's nothing in the Constitution that prevents uh, Donald Trump is from serving as the president of the United States from a jail cell. 
And Jeff, you know, this is the rules don't apply to Democrats. 240 years of president does not apply if your name's Donald Trump. Uh, in history, I just get the feeling that historians are going to look back at this a century from now and laugh at where we were as a country and just how, how truly pathetic. Oh, this guy believes that there's going to be, what did he say, 100 years from now? This guy believes in 100 years from now. How cute. Like this all really is. I mean, it's crazy. As soon as Trump was elected, his offices were wiretapped. Everybody knows it was a false Russia collusion theory that allowed them to try to dig into him. And this continues even through the 2020 elections. All he was doing, he tweeted, that was his biggest crime, saying that he felt that he won the election. But at the same time, you've got some... No, 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 no. They conspired in Michigan to send fake electors to the electoral college vote. And then he tried to strong arm people, Republicans, other Republicans in Georgia. And they all fucking, they all turned on him. Because they were like, fuck this police captain who is being a part of this indictment this is a crazy circus that is intended to basically you know tie donald trump up as we know but the other thing too i was just curious uh from thane you've got six months to do discovery and depositions from 19 people or 20 people is that even possible yes yes this is possible Six months, 19 people, you could depose them twice. So that's fucking 38 days of depositions. That's barely one sixth of the time. And then discover, yeah, that's a plenty of time. And it'll, it always gets pushed back. It might go nine months or a year. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. And in which case is he talking about? Each case is different. And again, this is a very fact detailed indictment. Whoa, who's this guy? The one in DC was very law based. This guy is an unlicensed nuclear reactor in his basement. Look at this guy. It was in a creative attempt to use criminal statutes in a way that really haven't been used before. That's not what's happening here. This is very detailed. This tweet, that comment, this statement, that person, this was what he did, this is what she did. That even the, the judge even looks like Hunter Biden requires an incredibly meticulous uh, presentation of evidence. And you're right. You're dealing with lots of evidentiary objections. You've got lawyers here. There's attorney client privilege. Technically, you're not allowed to. Uh, these are sacred conversations. It's not true. Attorney client privilege is pretty broad, but it does not extend to my lawyer and I were engaged in criminal conspiracy. That's where that fucking line gets cut off. And it's fuzzy and messy, and who knows how it's going to fucking shake out. But that's where that line is. Right. Between an attorney and his or her uh, client. Right. This is going to be a mess for them to untangle, and I don't see how they can do it in six months. Thane, just a quick one here. Um, it, it, it appears that the goal, at least right now, is to get a conviction and, and get Donald Trump behind bars, even if it's election day. Um, what's wild is that, let's say Trump is the nominee. If he loses to Joe Biden or whomever else is the Democratic nominee in November 2024, he's staying in jail uh, because there is no pardon in the state of Georgia. You have to serve at least five years before a pardon would be possible, yep. meaning let's say somebody else. And I don't think it's for all things. I think it's, I think for Rico stuff specifically, I could be wrong, but Georgia's Rico fucking chart. Oh my God. Cause there's a, it's, they cleaned it up a lot, but there was a lot of organized crime in fucking Georgia.
And even Marjorie the Gathering brought it up. There's a lot of like, not necessarily child trafficking, human trafficking for uh, labor and stuff that was going on. So they're there. Their fucking racketeering laws are pretty strong. Uh, Ron DeSantis or, or whomever on the on the Republican side is elected president. They wouldn't have the ability to pardon uh, President Trump. Do, is that is that accurate? You're you're absolutely right. These are state. Yeah, the president can't can't pardon you for a state crime. The governor has to state crimes. Pardoning or even telling the Justice Department to back off doesn't matter here. This is not the Justice Department. This is the state of Georgia and a prosecutor in Georgia. Uh, the better question, Rob, to ask yourself: you know, is, States' rights can and all. Can you redecorate a jail cell and make it look like the Oval Office? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. there is there is nothing in the Constitution that prevents Donald Trump from serving as President of the United States from a jail cell. If <laughs> that that's would just be the, the most American, goddamn American thing. American people, if they're prepared to vote for somebody that's under criminal indictment, as in convicted in Georgia, and is sitting in a jail in Atlanta, there's nothing to stop him from serving as president. From that jail cell. Yes, but what's changed this morning is now it is White House or bust, or obviously door number two would be winning the case. Right. And he's got a very good chance at that. Um Fucking Doc from <laughs> Doc from Back to the Future. I do not want that guy as my lawyer. That guy looks like he's uh looks like he's involved in some kind of crime that I've never even heard of. Up next, we got Dave Hayes, the praying medic. This guy's usually in red light, but it is very topical to what we've been talking about the rest of the beginning of the show. So I decided to just kind of put him kind of towards the end of this segment of the show. Uh, he's going to talk about how we need to start uh, cracking skulls and making arrests because, you know, the storm is coming. NSA has been scooping up all electronic communications in the United States for decades. Any, every keystroke, every email, every text message, Every data transfer that happens in the United States, NSA has it. They, they collect it. They have it all. And so when Q says we have it all, Q is not joking. They literally have all electronic communications. He's literally just referencing Q. So if there is any evidence of election fraud that is electronic, whether it's transferring data, whether it is flipping votes, whether it's emails, text messages, they've got it. Uh, Trump was the president for four years and he had access to the highest level of information. I have no doubt that Trump knows exactly uh, what kind of fraud happened, where the evidence is, and can probably get it if he needs to. I believe that the military is going to step in at some point and start cracking skulls and making arrests. So the one thing that's a saving grace sort of about the Q phenomena is that these people aren't calling on their audiences. They're not going to be, they're not saying, Oh, eventually we're going to have to do the violence, right? They're suggesting that the military or like <clears throat> some institutional power is going to do the violence. So that makes it a little, a little less scary, right? It's like, like versus like calls to arms, like militia movements and whatnot. So we can definitely be, you know, I guess, we can take a little solace in that is that they think someone else is going to do it. Oh, let's hope that's, let's hope that remains the case up next <laughs> because of course, little Nikki Fuentes also has a take. Now, I didn't have time to watch this beforehand. So let's hope little Nikki Fuentes doesn't drop like four or five slurs in this. Uh, shout out to right wing watch, by the way, we could not do this show without right wing watch.
you're a fucking immigrant. I mean, uh, it, if you go back far enough, friendo, yes, we all are. We have a we have a black immigrant, and a, she's appointed by Obama, another non-citizen, another. Wait, no, Obama is an um, Obama is a United States citizen. You can say whatever, like whatever. As non-citizen from Kenya. No, he's not from Kenya. Presiding over a case of a former president and a job creator and a billionaire and an all-around titan, admired man. And this person is going to throw a wrench in and so she can... Well, at least he referred to her as a person. We'll take the small victories where we can get them with this guy. It's a campaign that she's going to talk to the king of America like this, like he's... Like they pull them over for having tinted windows. You're a criminal like anybody else. Uh, no, bitch. He's the king of America, you stupid bitch. Go back to Jamaica. Whoa, 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 Nikki, Nikki, whoa, dude. Dude. See somebody in the chat saying uh, NYC. You should bring that energy to a fucking one of them bars, pubs in NYC. See how that goes for you, friendo. Here, and you're going to try the guy that was voted... The president by most of the voters. Except that didn't happen so either time. We live here. We were born here. We're citizens. We have voting rights. We voted Trump into office. You come over here from some island and say, well, I'm going to treat him like a common criminal. The country, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that makes me insane. But what if he's just an uncommon criminal? Then what? Because that is such a joke. We are such a joke as a country. Say whatever you want about China and Russia. They respect the leaders. They respect the people in charge. Or else. Wait, didn't didn't play didn't like some paramilitary group almost just overthrow Russia? Sound like that? They're not talk about. You know, they would never. Could you imagine a scenario where Putin or she were being treated like that by some foreigner? Well, shout out to Right Wing Watch, as usual. That, um, I don't know. I don't know. If you're like a dictator and it's illegal to criticize, I'm not sure that what you get is respect. You get fear. <coughs> you get compliance through fear, which is very different than respect. And I mean, that's sort of what Nikki Fuentes wants for the, the, the group of people that he represents, because he's said as much in um clips we've played before where he says that uh basically i think like traditional like white or white appearing american christians should use force to impose their will on the rest of the country that's basically his shtick it's like christian white christian nationalism up next i thought oh, i was 50 50 on including this um we got something about election riggers uh, Keith Boykin, a, a Democratic political commentator and former White House aide to, to Bill Clinton, he, he took issue with that term. Take a listen. Oh, and he wants to find the riggers, his word, not mine, who stole the election from him. Rigor, please. He, uh, Boykin <laughs> went on to say Trump's choice of words uh, is not an accident after spending days making racist attacks against Fonnie Willis, the black woman leading the prosecution against him uh in I atlanta uh, Alyssa, what do you make of uh, the the racial ac accusation keith boykin uh was making there that the the use of the word rigor 
uh, is not uh, unintentional. Mr. President, uh, Mr. Trump, President Trump has certainly been accused of racist language before. Right. With Trump, you don't need to look for a dog whistle. It's it's a bullhorn uh, when it comes to, to race. And I, I do think that's deliberate. We've seen the, I mean, slanderous attacks that he's he's uh, put out against uh, Fonnie Willis, you know, alleged things I won't even repeat. So he's not really hiding um, that he's going to lean into that element. And this is, in you know, taking place just outside of Atlanta. When you saw the courtroom, it was a lot of black men and women who were serving in that courtroom. Oh, uh, yeah, that's Atlanta. That's why they want he keeps like they, these things keep happening in these cities because that's where, where the centers of power are in the United States, whether people like it or not. And so they look around in the city and they're like, oh, shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Can we move this uh, trial to rural West Virginia, please? It's uh, more, more diverse there. <laughs> up next, we got Bill Barr, you know, stood up to Trump. A true patriot. Country over party. Uh, Bill Barr. And that's because Trump is toxic to too many voters to put together the coalition necessary to win a decisive victory. He'd be he, the Republican nominee, though, regardless, right? Well, if he and, wins a nomination, would, would yes. Bill Barr support him? Well, I've already said I would jump off that bridge when I get to it. But he, he would be the Republican standard bearer. That's right. But I, as I've you said... now, the way you feel now, would you? Well, I have to, well, you know, I'd have to wait and see all the evidence that comes out. Uh, about his conduct and so forth right what about what about the things you've said in the past where you're like i worked for him and he's a fucking crook what happened to that buddy what happened to that now most of it is allegations but um you know i'd have to i'd have to wait and see what the situation is i've already explained that if i thought that one of two people is going to end up as the president then i wouldn't throw my vote away i would try to make a decision who would do the least damage to the country. But if there were other options, I would also consider. Would you just not vote for president? Vote on no, I think down ticket? No, if one of two people is going to do it, I would have to make that bitter choice. But and, and if there are other options. But it's conceivable so, Bill Barr could vote for Donald Trump. Well, I'm not, as I said, I jump off that bridge when I get to it. OK, just say no. I think he lives in fucking New York City anyway. He lives in, I think he either lives in New York or D.C., so it doesn't matter if he votes for fucking Joe Biden or Donald Trump. That fucking, that district or whatever is going to get carried by Joe Biden. So he could just say no, and then, like, you go vote for whoever the fuck he wants. Nobody's going to fact check him. This guy's, this guy's almost all the way to irrelevancy anyway. So he can just say whatever he wants on the fucking Cavuto show, and nobody will go back and fact check him. In fact, if I were that guy, man, I'd be sipping a cocktail on a beach somewhere, having somebody just bring me a cocktail. <laughs> just take the money and run, motherfucker. I don't understand why so many why, why no, none of these people can do it. They get like caught up in some bullshit. They get paid, like paid, paid. They have like this just massive amount of money. And they can't just like go sit on a beach, drink a cocktail, and shut the fuck up. Because that's what this guy should do. That's what I would do. Well, that's what I'd do anyway. If somebody in chat said it's about ego and power, but that, that's the thing about Bill Barr is he's never going to have no power ever again. Here we go. Here's a here's here's Ron DeSantis. This guy's just this guy's absolutely not going to win. We 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 have a strand in our in our party that views supporting Trump as whether you are. Um, a, a rhino or not. And so you could be the most conservative person since sliced bread. Unless you're kissing his rear end, they will somehow call you a rhino. So it's been totally detached 
from principle and what you actually believe and results. And it's more about, you know, just what faction you happen to do. So there'll be people uh, who are huge Trump supporters, like in Congress, who have like incredibly liberal left wing records that that's really just atrocious. And yet they're viewed as by by some of these folks as like as like really, really good. Then you have other people, you know, like a Congressman Chip Roy, who's endorsed me. Congressman Thomas Massey. These guys have records of principle fighting the swamp that are second to none, and yet they will be attacked by some of these people and, and called rhinos. Uh, so it's just been totally detached from any type of substance. And ultimately, a movement can't be about the personality of one individual. The movement has got to be about what are you trying to achieve on behalf of the American people and that's got to be based in principle, uh, because if you're not rooted in principle, uh, if all we are is listless vessels that's just supposed to follow, you know, whatever happens to come down the pike on Truth Social every morning, th- that's not going to be a durable movement. And that guy just went down three or four points in the polling. Like, <clears throat> like, I don't like this guy. Right. But he could have he could have from the drop just been like, I am the alternative. I'm the conservative alternative to Trump. Um, I do not think he should be the president. Like he could have done that from the drop and he, I think he'd be doing better, but he's, I don't know. He's lacks the, lacks the charisma, I think to pull it off and apparently just lacks like the, the intestinal fortitude to try it. So he's like trying to like sort of have it both ways. And uh, even people who might be inclined to vote for him who don't like uh, Donald Trump, they can kind of see how it's kind of mealy mouthed and shit. And they're they're not they're not interested. So here he is again. So we are going to authorize the use of deadly force against the cartels. If you have somebody coming in with the fentanyl on their in the backpack, they even break through the border wall where there is wall. Uh, if they're doing that, wall. Uh, that's the last thing they, they're going to be able to do because we're going to leave them stone cold dead at the border. We're not putting up with it anymore. So extrajudicial executions of uh, foreign nationals. So uh, speaking of the, the uh... extrajudicial execution of foreign nationals. All right. I mean, that's some, that's some red meat for the base, right? But I'm saying he could, he could be doing all that crazy shit and be like, be like, and Trump's not the guy to do it. Trump's not going to do it, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have what it takes to try to pull that off. So up next, we got Christy Nome. She is going to talk about, um, <clears throat> basically welfare programs, uh, saying them that saying that those are uh, means to control you for a moment in time to start fixing this situation. Uh, This is our kids and grandkids that we're leaving this debt to. It keeps me up at night sometimes thinking about the situation that this country is in and the fact that we have leaders who will keep giving handouts in order to keep people under their control. And it needs to stop. I think we need to recognize people my age, uh, people that, you know, have kids and grandkids out there, we need to start telling the story of how important it is that, that people control their own money, that you don't have the government making all your decisions uh, what joe what the fuck <clears throat> she i think they're talking about student loan relief there and uh if you like relieve all or some of student somebody's student loan debt they're going to have more uh options uh, in front of them they're going to be able to make more different decisions 
not for nothing, they might be more inclined to start a family, which is what these people claim they want, right? They, they There's a lot of this, oh, you better, you know, a lot of this have some white baby shit going on. Well, if you eliminate student loan for some of these people, they're, they might be more inclined to have kids and like fucking do the picket fence shit and stuff because they can afford to. But those are poor people. Anyway, here we go. Every once in a while, Fox is the Five is a little bit of fun. It gets a little spicy. And uh, here's a Jessica Tarlove. She's basically like the kind of token, like a center left liberal on the Five. And um, she really, really pissed off uh, Judge Boxwine Janine and uh, uh, aggressively unfunny Greg Gutfeld here. On the trans issue, for instance, our own Fox polling shows that 57 percent of Americans think that trans kids and their families being the target of political attacks and as these anti-trans bills is a major problem. When you look at the actual numbers of kids that are, for instance, they have gender dysphoria and they're getting top surgery. How many kids do you think got top surgery last year? Under 300. Then think about an issue that's really important to Democrats. Is that for like children? Three minors. Children. Yes. That's an atrocity, but continue. <laughs> okay. But over 5,800 kids were victims of gun violence, for instance. I don't hear Republicans talking about that. Tyranny oh, of the minority. Comparison. It absolutely isn't. It's oh. a priority on the right to talk about trans issues, a priority on the left to talk about gun violence, which affects more people. Abortion is another instance of the tyranny of the minority. I get it. Federalism, you send it back to the states where a group of elected officials have decided, for instance, in like Texas, Louisiana, that women should not be able to get abortions after six weeks. We have women that are bleeding out, going to sepsis. In Louisiana, a woman was forced to carry a baby that had no skull. What does this have to do with this topic? What are you talking about? This is, he says, tyranny of the minority. But that, that is, had to do with LGBTQ, not with all of your favorite issues. He's running to be president of the United States of America. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking. I asked you specifically about the pronoun, and then I said why he was wrong to act as if the GOP is the party of the majority opinion. They are not. They're taking minority positions and running with them. Pro-life is in a minority position. It is actually. What? What are you going to talk about? The fact that it's like forty-eight percent. But many no, people. No, I'm going to talk about. The 69% is the highest that's ever been recorded that now support abortion, at least through the first trimester. First trimester? Yeah. Okay. And what's happening then in Ohio and Kansas and Kentucky if it's what's not? What's the Democrat stance on abortion? That it's between a woman and her doctor to make those what, decisions? No, what's the, what's the cutoff? Is that, would you call that tyranny of minority as well? I think the logic here is <laughs> they, they fucking pissed off. That we want to kill live babies. That no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm just no, pointing out that this is actually the right argument, but go ahead. Oh. Okay. We finally got to the right argument. We're no, there. I'd okay. like to get back to the issue. And the issue the, is not the, calling the, someone the, son or leader. Er, the issue is not abortion today. The issue. <laughs> the issue. The issue that the issue we're going to lose on isn't going to be abortion. It's going to be rights for trans people and uh, and trans youth. We're going to lose on that. We're not going to lose on abortion. Well, you're going to lose on both probably, but like, you may not lose, but it won't, it won't be because you got the most votes. It'll be because of gerrymandering in the electoral college, like not for nothing. The Senate is the biggest and most powerful gerrymander in this country. Think about how many people live in California and think about how many people live in Wyoming. Now they, they both get two senators. So they're, then they were talking, oh, the tyranny of the minority. Well, I think that's the tyranny of the minority. Anyway, like I said, sometimes the five is a little bit good, and uh, the, the the ladies they're basically kind of center right uh, with 
generally progressive leaning uh, social positions and doesn't really talk about the economy and economic stuff. And she, uh, she really made them mad. Good for her. Good for her. I hope she keeps that job. So up next, bit of a palate cleanser. It's about an existential crisis, but it's only available while supplies last. Tired of constantly cleaning your pots and pans? Me too. I'm tired of a lot of things, actually. I'm tired of constantly thinking about my own mortality, knowing it could all end in a split second. Imagine being one of those suckers on that submarine thinking, you're just gonna go see the Titanic. Before you know it, you're being vaporized. The human body is incredibly fragile, and we're basically just pinatas full of blood, waiting to be whacked by the Grim Reaper. I fear going outside, but staying indoors makes me feel like I'm wasting precious minutes of my life. What's that all about? Every day I'm basically decaying a little bit more, but here I am, worrying about my taxes. Why do I even care about finding an efficient solution for cleaning my pots and pans for a low, low price of $19.99 with shipping and handling when death is inevitable, but wait, there's more. I am so scared all the time. Don't wait, call now at this toll-free number. Call now because this offer is available for a limited time only, as are we, right? Because all time is limited. The planet keeps getting hotter. The Atlantic Ocean's basically a seafood boil. If you call right now, you'll get two whatever's for the price of one. This offer is fleeting, as is life, and I wish someone would hold me. <laughs> I almost didn't put that on there, but we needed a palate cleanser this week, so that that was it. That was it. Uh, here's, here's Lauren Popert. Lauren Bobert, she keeps, she just keeps trying to impeach Joe Biden and even like not enough of her own party is going to go along with her on it. District. She serves on the House Oversight Committee and joins me now. Lauren, you really turned the investigation talk into impeachment talk with articles of impeachment you filed against President Biden last month. Speaker McCarthy has been teasing an impeachment inquiry. Do you expect an impeachment vote when we return to Washington in September? Matt, one way or another, we will have a vote on impeachment for Joe Biden, because if we don't have an impeachment inquiry in the Judiciary Committee or any other committee for that matter, I will go to the floor once again with a privileged motion and force an up or down vote on impeachment. It'll be down like members of your own party won't do it for Joe Biden. Americans are tired of this. Article 2, Section 4 says the president, the vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. We have the evidence for the bribery, for the corruption, for this compromised president, Joe Biden, Robert L. Peters, whatever you want to call him. Robert L. Peters, what the fuck is that? You heard it here. Lauren Boebert is going to force the vote if the inquiry does not produce articles of impeachment for the House of Representatives. <laughs> Congresswoman Boebert, we get... <coughs> Even most of her, like maybe not most of her own party, but a, a substantial minority of her own party isn't even going to go along with it because they know that it's not going to work. And it's just, all that'll happen is it'll drive like a turnout for their opponents. And to some extent, I think the impeachment stuff on, on Trump uh, drove out, drove turnout for uh his his people too just maybe not enough to like get him across the, the line in the few places where he thought he could uh eke out the votes to win the electoral college up next we got uh lauren witzke and i don't know the name of her co-host uh but they've got somebody on and won't, won't someone think of the young white men won't, won't someone 
think of the young white men. Could we, could we just go back to Gamergate? What's happened is what a lot of black people have complained about over the years, perhaps rightfully so, for being targeted or profiled uh, based on their race, that's now happening to younger white men. I mean, you go into a store and they'll follow us around. Now. Sir, you're like my age. You're not younger white men. You know, because, but they truly, genuinely believe that we're the problem. Like, but he's not, he's, he's 35 if he's a day, right? He's not, I, he might be my age. I'm 46. That guy might be my age. So I don't know. Like, is, if he's getting profiled at the store, maybe it's just because he's stolen there before. Who fucking knows? <coughs> Here we got, uh, we got some transphobia about chess because of course. World Chess Federation bars transgender women from competing in women's chess events. What, what do you make of that? Not an athletic sport. It, it's a mental sport. I mean, all sports are mental to some extent, but what, what, what do you make of that? I think it's really interesting because we have sports such as powerlifting, which is, of course, sheerly based on strength, who aren't even taking this much precaution. And so I applaud the Chess Association. Um, it, it's, you know, you hear the argument about brain size and brain ability if it differs between male and female, but I think that's missing the point. The point is that the women's category is meant for women and having men compete in it is still taking spots away from women. Um, the women's chess category, I guess, was created for a reason. Were these people fans of women's chess? And they're upholding that. And so I applaud the, the chess association for the decision and really prioritizing Oh, it's Riley Gaines. Uh, prioritizing she was the one that got run out of uh, San Francisco State University. What it means to be a woman. Okay. Riley, thank you very much. Good to see you today. Riley Gaines. I don't know. When Queen's Gambit, she was beating all the boys. Uh yeah, somebody in chat talked about co-ed chess. I feel like something like chess. Why don't we just make it co-ed? Or just make it for everyone, not just co-ed, right? I think co-ed suggests binary. Why don't we just be like we have one chess league and then we expand it so that it's twice as big? I don't see why we need men's and women's chess. It seems kind of dumb. Anyway, up there, here's Newsmax. Uh, Newsmax, they're going to have the facts about uh, how we should conduct ourselves as Americans going forward in the, uh, in the culture war. Oh, it's embarrassing. It doesn't appear like we're a serious country. At least our country right now is not very serious about defense. These are the sorts of things when our, that our Pentagon is focused on as opposed to uh, trying to figure out maybe why we lost the last two wars that we were engaged in. Now, they, they hoisted this whole idea on us under the auspices of just live and let live and don't bother other people. How is it any skin off your back if somebody claims to be a woman or an egg producer or, or whatever they want to call it? But that wasn't actually the end goal here. The end goal was trying to teach it to your children. And this was this was not a gathering of adults. The group he was speaking at uh, was not a group that just tries to talk about gay rights to adults. It was one that preaches this stuff to K through 12 education that tells kindergartners that this is not, or gender is not a real thing. It, it's predatory and it's not just a live and let live thing anymore. Right now, I don't really think a thing that that says that's if, happening. If you don't accept this predatory mental illness, then you're a bigot and it is actually. Well, what you just said is bigoted. So yes. For your kids. Right, Shamika, about 30 seconds each for each of you right, right here. So tell us, it's not getting any better though. And the more we, we're talking about it ad nauseum here, but the left just calls us, as Chris points out, we're bigoted and, and I hope the lady on the, in the right frame is like, y'all are bigots, though. Homophobic. 
Yeah, I actually think if that's the case, we need to be more homophobic. We need what? to take it up a notch because these people have continued to do this because we failed to shame them. We failed to put our feet down and stand what? tall and say what we believe without the fear of being canceled. Now is not the time to worry about having friends. It is about linking up with people who have the same values as you and realizing this is a war between good and evil. And if no, it's we not. don't stand tall, we're going to lose. Chris. So this is like what they were saying, right? <clears throat> like this is the slippery slope argument. They were making it during the, uh, the, the, the fight for gay marriage. They're just still doing it now. They're like, see, look, we gave them gay marriage and they're not happy with that. They want rights for other people. Like we said they would. And so now we, now we have to like, now, I don't know. We should go like hate people more. Like that doesn't seem like, doesn't seem very effective. This is fucking dumb. Just to come out and say it too. She's like, ah, we should just be more homophobic. What? I mean, whatever. They're free to do it. Anyway, so this guy's appearance on the Steve Bannon show, he was out in Maui. Um, he's a right wing independent journalist. I like how the person who put this up didn't even use the guy's name. Uh, he's out in Maui, and uh, the people in Maui, um, they, they, didn't, they didn't like him so much. Check this out. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, that was one of the questions that uh, it's like I said, it's been burning in a lot of people's minds here. Hey, what's up, Nick? I've been trying to reach you. I've been reaching out to you on X. Um, We're supposed to be uh, meeting with people here. Who do you, what victims? Have you uh, OK, yeah. So this is this is so you're seeing this live right now. People actually track. They yeah. track me down. And, I you were staying in a tent. You said you were coming and staying in a tent. You're taking uh, up resources. I'm not taking up here. any resources here. Yes, you are. No, I want to stay with it. I don't know how you live with yourself, man. You've seen the devastation. You've seen the people. I can see you cheering up because you know how much these people are suffering. No, you're, you're, you're literally here. You just... Look, even Bannon kind of likes this. Look at Bannon. Bannon's like, Bannon's like, oh, this needs to keep going. He's like, this. So Nick, what is, I, I, he, what this is the is, issue? This is real, dude. This is what I, I, I'm getting. I'm getting chased. This is what's going on? No, you're walking. The guy, yo, the guy stayed. The guy stayed at least three or four feet away from him. wasn't even yelling at him. Was like, hey, I thought you were staying in a tent. Are, are you here interviewing some of the victims? Like, which victims have? Uh, which which people who need help have you interviewed? Now, see, see, th 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 this is what happened. I ended up getting doxxed by these. I mean, these look, dude, it's not doxing when you announce that you're going to Maui hey. and then they find you. I didn't post a picture of myself. You posted a picture of your location, the palm trees, the water. He's like, I figured out where you were because your OPSEC is terrible. Yeah, I'm sorry, Steve. I'm just, I'm floored right now. 
I've that's okay. Are you, are you safe? Or are never, you safe? I, are, I don't know. I, he's I honestly, safe. I don't know. Physically safe, but uh, the the damage to his his ego is um, substantial. Uh, I, I I don't know. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just I feel like gonna, even the birds are talking shit to this guy. I'm just going to try to quickly get away. So I'm sorry. I, I, I don't even know what to say, to be honest. This is terrifying. No, it's this not. Terrifying. Like one guy came and told you that he basically the the other dude as far as i can tell the other dude was not behaving in an aggressive way in fact i heard the other guy's voice start to crack right <clears throat> like the other guy sounded like he was about to cry he was legitimately upset that this person was out there like not trying to help anybody not trying to raise awareness not trying to help any of the local charities just out there trying to raise his own profile The other guy's nowhere. I don't even want to go near my vehicle. The other guy's nowhere near you. I, I, like I, once, I bet because you didn't see the other guy for quite some time in this video. I bet once this other dude started to flee, the other the, what like the once the dude on the the, the Bannon was interviewing decided to flee, the other guy was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm not going to chase him." Don't, I don't want him to know what vehicle I'm driving either. And Nick, um, what, what are yeah, the I, issues that these guys? The, what? He doesn't know what issues they were facing because he went out there, rented a car, by the way, using resources, probably up in a hotel room, claimed he was sleeping in a tent, and then went out there specifically probably just to get on the fucking Steve Bannon show and raise his own profile. And one of the locals came up to him and was like, hey, uh, who have you interviewed? Which of the which of the people who have been suffering from this fire have you interviewed? Where are you staying? You said you were staying in a tent. Are you staying in a tent? <laughs> He's like, you doxed me. And the guy's like, I figured out where you were because you took pictures of where you were and you told everybody you were going to Maui. But very poor OPSEC. And the guy was in, I don't think there was any point at which that he was in physical danger. Um, good on whoever that guy was. Good on whoever that guy was. So up next, the, name, the title of this is, oh, who, who, who's taking down your videos? Who's taking down your videos? This is a, one of them Christian hate preachers, Bruce Mejia. He's at this church. We don't run. I see this background like on a lot of videos and I usually just skip it. Like when I either see it like on my feed or when I see it in the discord, cause I'm like, I don't really want to run shit from this fucking church. But this one, this one's, this one's pretty well, you'll never guess who he thinks is having his video t videos taken down. This church right here is a valuable field. It's a very valuable field. And, you know, it breaks my heart when people don't value church. You know, thank God for the internet. We thank God for YouTube, although I don't really thank God for it anymore because I can't seem to keep a channel. Just, they're just constantly being deleted over and over again. And, um, you know, I hate YouTube sometimes. I'll just be honest with you. You put all this work into YouTube. I'm, like, trying to purchase that field, and then it's just like, you know, the Jews take it over, and then they, they, they rob me of my field, <laughs> basically. Wait, what? Of course. It was, it's the Jews. They, they're the ones there having his videos taken down. It's the Jews, the YouTube guys. <laughs> Motherfucker. That's why, like, when I see this background, I just don't run videos from it usually, because it's like, well, this is just going to be, like, something, like, 
something like hateful and, and not funny or interesting. So uh, here's more of Lauren Witzke. Um, she is going to just do a straight up great replacement rhetoric here. Like not even try to hide it. Just, just straight up great replacement. Here it goes. Why is America and our government importing people who don't share American values? They aren't Christians. Uh, they participate in uh, actually demonic religions, a lot of them. So not for nothing, most of the people coming from uh, Mexico, South and Central America are, are in fact Christians. Not that, not, that that's a, uh, <clears throat> not that that's a deciding factor on who can come here. But the thing is, it's just that she's wrong. I think she knows it too. And they're into voodoo, uh, they're into Allah, and they're they into are voodoo and Allah. American people who came here fleeing religious persecution. That's why America was founded. It was a place for Christians who were fleeing uh, persecution. So they by the Church of England, which was also Christian. It's a little more complicated, Liz. They could practice Christianity freely. That's what America is based on. But now we are being outnumbered by these imported migrants who do not share our values, do not share our um, our religion, uh, our culture, and they're lazy, Stu. That's the thing. Nobody wants to talk about how these immigrants that we are bringing in are lazy. Did she say they're simultaneously stealing our jobs and they're lazy? It's Schrodinger's immigrant. Shout out to Right Wing Watch. Well, which is it? Are they lazy or are they taking taking jobs from uh, from other people? Because I mean, I guess it could be both, but that that'd be that's really whoever's hiring them is a really shitty business person, right? Like. Uh, and speaking of Stu Peters, up next we got Stu Peters talks about uh, how the federal government is actually an occupying force. Uh, again, shout out to Right Wing Watch. They watch hours of Stu Peters so that we don't have to. This demands action, and it demands it right now. So if you live in Georgia, here's what you demand. A special session of the Georgia legislature immediately. Deep yeah, they're the Georgia legislature. They don't want to go to work. You think the fucking, you think that your state legislature wants to go to work just because you tell them to? Get out of here. On the Fulton County DA's office and remove Fannie Willis from power immediately. And if a judge tries to stop you, ignore them. Um, she was elected. Ignore them. But then how do you stop her? Or like, how do you remove her from, do you just then the legislature just like all dry? Like, how do they remove her? In every other red state, here's what you demand. Cease all cooperation with the federal government on anything immediately no cooperation on any law enforcement no providing any requested federal data treat the biden regime as at best an occupying power in a conquered land be defiant but the thing that you said about georgia at the beginning was amazing the georgia legislature ain't going to have a special session for this and they're not going to remove her either because they can't. She can be, I think she can be removed uh, by a recall by, in the district where she was voted in. And maybe there may not even be recalls in Atlanta. I don't know for sure, but I they think that's how she would be removed. It would be by recall. It would have to be by the uh, location where she was uh, voted in. 
you can't just as the state legislature start removing uh, people from power because you don't like their politics, you don't like what they're doing. Because if if you could, as the state legislature, they just we just uh, California would just remove a three out of five of the Shasta County Board of Supervisors, and there wouldn't be no problems anymore in Shasta. You can't do that, can you? Anyway, uh, Laura Loomer went on the Tim Pool show, and it went uh, probably exactly how you assume it went. I don't, I don't like this idea that oh, it's just young people consumed with TikTok and culture. There's a lot of young people that care about the economy, that care about the fact that by 2045, do you know that Generation Z is the last generation in this country that's going to be majority white? We're not going to have a majority white America anymore. So we, and I, what I'm saying is that we are, you know. We are being, but like, what if I don't care? We, what is what is what is the race that the people have to do with? Well, what I'm talking about is that we're like even Tim Pool was like, come on, we're being replaced, right? So people have talked about replacement replacement theory, and they've talked about the fact that we we've, we've been invaded. We've had uh, an immigration invasion into our country that is changing our culture. So you're saying that politics is downstream from culture, but nobody. Well, that's what that's what. Um... Andrew Breitbart said, and I think he's right. Seems to care about the fact the, that immigration is fundamentally transforming uh, the traditional culture of our so, country. Right, and so, there's so, young people that care about that. Not right, all young people, people, are so, so, people so that the are the U.S. That are right, the race, the we've, racial lost component, our, we've lost our culture. Right. So the racial component, I don't see as mattering. No, but I'm I'm just using that statistic because that that was a news report. Tim wants to pretend he's he's playing make believe. Now the other day there was a there was a study out that said that Generation Z is going to be the last generation in which America, if you do the, if you look at the census right right now, we're currently a majority white country. Yeah. That, because because of the mass migration and all of the immigration into our country, and so if you're making the argument that politics is downstream from culture, well, what's culture if we're not even going to have well, race right, and culture our own, the same thing? Well, so I, I, don't, I, would say, I don't care I would about say, that statistic. Well, I, I, I think I, that I, I think that I think that there's I just know it, that there's it, a lot of people in Generation Z that are focused on topics like immigration it, and the fact that we're right, being right. invaded. It is important. Rapid, uncontrolled immigration can distort a country's culture mm -hmm. and then twist its laws. So we but, do have to be careful about but that. But hold on, I, don't, Wait, I agree with you though. I don't think that like where your great grandfather lived matters about your culture. Like does, but no, no. But, it, it, different but, cultures. but I'm saying a majority white. I'm talking about the fact that you know, like America, right? From from its inception, right? I'm talking about America as a white Christian. country. Country. That is originally like what our country was, and so. But the First not, Amendment said. I don't, uh, just it's not because for people, the people to be, that uh, it's it's not supposed even to be, who was this other guy? Like they, they don't like her. They're like they're like you're making, facts, you're making right? tough these for me facts. to do my shit. So triggered when you say majority here's, here's white. Here's what I love. I, I, I would. I don't I would, even know why. None of us are so white. Transformation so, of our country. Yo, who was that other guest? That other guest was like none of us are he said was was a white anglo-saxon protestant which used to be the thing that everybody wanted now they just want you to kind of look white or whatever and she's like oh well it's about culture it's about culture and even the fucking even oh i don't know who maybe maybe the the guy that was the other guest maybe that guy's totally cool but tim doesn't tend to have very many people on who i think are cool but <clears throat> she just like the people were like no they were like no don't do this why are you, you we could just not do this let's not do this and she was like, no, we're going to do this. I'm going to do this. But if you remember, she's one of the funniest things that ever happened was, um, in, I think it was like five or six years ago, maybe four years ago, it had to be less than four and a half years ago. Cause we were doing video when this was happening. Uh, she had uh, gotten kicked off of Twitter. And so she handcuffed herself to the Twitter, um, building in New York city. 
So somebody at Twitter was like, oh, I'm going to go bring, I'm going to bring her a coffee. They brought her a big ass cup of coffee. And then um, she left because she had to pee. <laughs> it was amazing. One of my favorite Laura Loomer moments. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I didn't expect that clip to go that way. I thought that, uh, I thought, thought maybe the people on Timcast were going to kind of try to uh, go halfway or hem and haw about it. But they were, Tim was like, I don't, I don't care about that. And that was kind of surprising. So up next, this is our last story for the uh, podcast part of the show. Before we go into red light, um, there was a right wing gala. It was the Mike Lindell thing and it was pretty cooked, but there were also some pretty funny things. Um, <laughs> somebody, uh, collapsed from somebody collapsed from heat stroke. And then, um, a man uh, dressed like, um, dressed like the tea party, uh, came up to offer Narcan. I have Narcan in the car. Do we need it? Do we need Narcan? I have it. Yeah, somebody in the audience collapsed from heat stroke. The guy's like, I have Narcan. I have Narcan. Breathe, brother. Breathe. No, it was just hot in there. A safe space. Surrounded by beautiful people. You got the best doctor in the world. You say the word. I got Narcan, baby. Tell me. <laughs> Anytime anybody collapses, it must be fentanyl. Like, it's not fentanyl. At one point during this, uh, Laura, Laura Loomer seems to have won an award, but the guy, the guy who was just offering the, the, the person with heat stroke fentanyl decided maybe he didn't want to give Laura Loomer the award. Oh, this is the Liberty Awards. This isn't the Mike Lindell thing. I have the Mike Lindell thing later. This is some uh, Infowars shit. My mistake. It's so hard to keep these things set uh, straight. And the winner of Best Investigative Journalist is... It says... <laughs> is this a spelling error? Laura Loomer. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Loomer! <laughs> <laughs> they just gave wait, they just <laughs> they give to Owen Schroyer instead. That's Owen Schroyer of InfoWars. This is this is really poorly put together. The audio is terrible. Wait, uh, did she not show up? <laughs> oh, that's the audio on it was really bad. I looked for um, I looked for like a better, like a good feed of it, and I couldn't find one. The uh, that would have been amazing though. They talked a little bit about it on knowledge fight. Um, I don't think they found a good feed. I think they were just able to sit through more of it than I was able to. But um, that sucks. They they took Laura Loomer's award away from her. Poor Laura. Anyway, that's been the podcast part of the show. Thanks, everybody, for uh, hanging out. I know uh, we usually don't do this on a Monday. We usually do it on Sunday. I didn't feel so hot yesterday. I'm glad I took the day to rest. And um, still a little tired because I had a lot of shit to do today. But uh, anyway, thanks for uh, checking out the podcast. If you're listening on the podcast feed, do follow us on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Media. 
You can support this project, of course, at echoplexmedia.com. Click the support tab and you can find many ways to do it. Uh, I'm going to change the contents of my beverage, uh, change the color of the lighting in the studio, and we'll be back with red light. Uh, this is Boomers by Periscope.
Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com.